Hello and welcome to episode 681 of The Sleeper in the Bus. It is Wednesday, May 1st. I'm your host, Paul Spore, and I'm joined not only by Justin Mason, but also Joe Pizapia. And gentlemen, we're here to fix baseball. Welcome and good morning. Excellent. That sounds like a, a worthwhile task. I love baseball, but I think it needs oh. some fixing, Paul. I do too. Base- I absolutely Baseball's love it. perfect. Podcast over. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks for coming on, Joe. Thanks for I, I love the it. Show. It's great talking. Yeah, I mean, geez, you know, it's it's yeah. I'm an optimistic guy, but I'm a realist at the same time. There's yeah. things that have annoyed me quite a bit about baseball in the last, I would say, two to three years, especially. Yeah. I, I, I cape for baseball in, in particular things. The one thing I probably the most is while pace of play is is bad, I, I, I do balk when football fans of all people try to try to really clown baseball for that because I find football games to be nauseatingly painful to watch, which, again, if they feel that way about baseball, that's fine. But just admit that your own sport is similar. Um, but other than that, there's a lot of stuff that that baseball needs to needs to clean up and right now i'm worried that the man at the helm rob manfred isn't really the right guy for it so we'll start on field we'll talk about some on field that'll be like rule changes pitch clock uh you know enforcing batter staying in the box banning the shift other ideas that you may have not just the ones that have been talked about we'll start there and then we'll go to off field stuff labor sort of things uh playoff sort of stuff so let's go ahead and just dive right into it joe and we'll start with you on-field changes, do you have a, a top one? Is there one where you're like, I would change this first and foremost, and if this got done, it'd be great? Or do you have a host? How, how, well, do, you wanna, I, how do you wanna start this? I have two at the very top of my list, and then the okay. rest I'm up for discussion on, but the, the first one is you talk about the shift, and I'm not for banning the shift, because I think the shift is part of the game, and I'm all for gamesmanship, and I'm also for playing that, but I'm also under the impression that you have a position in baseball. So, you know, if you're playing shortstop, I don't think you should be allowed to start the play in right center field. You know what I mean? Like, I, that, to me, that's a problem. Once you cross second base, you're no longer playing that position. And I think in the outfield, you can leave that to interpretation a little bit because it's the outfield. and The shift is different there. But in the infield, infield specifically, this is my big problem. When you're literally taking a player, moving him from one side of the field to the other – that is a big giant issue for me where I think that is out of position and I'm all for shifting. I'm not for taking guys and putting them out of position. And I think that the identity crisis that people want to say baseball has, which is, which is fair demographically, even though they're so good with advanced media, even though they're so good with getting product out there and internet and things like that. My problem is how are you getting the younger audience? How are you doing this? And I don't think it's by overloading them with analytics. And I don't think sure. it's by getting them to bring down scores and all this stuff. Scoring is good. Everybody likes scoring. When baseball was at its latest popularity, it was when steroids were rampant. Everybody was hitting home runs and everyone was having fun. And you've taken a lot of that out of it. And the shift is one of these things that has also suppressed. So for me, playing guys out of position, bad, should be banned shift okay but to a certain extent same thing you can't cross over the base i think in terms of shortstop second base i think that's where it gets out of control it's funny right because home runs are obviously through the roof but they're like solo shots or or that if there are multiple home runs the guy was walked to be on base right like there, and there's that's no the base problem hits. because because of strikeouts being up so high too yeah and that, because, that's yeah it's not very exciting it, it, it really isn't i mean um Again, I still love watching baseball every day. This is not an I hate baseball, you know, John Smoltz kind of kind of thing here. But 
I understand the 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 quibbles of people saying like there there are no base hits, there's too many strikeouts. It kind of gets a little bit tiresome when everything is just uh, home run based. It, I'm not going to relate everything to this, but I, I bring this up every once in a while. Play a lot of MLB the show. Last year's game played a lot like current baseball, where you can only really generate offense via home runs, and so the the old school like Tony Gwynn cards that have great contact rating and everything were literally useless. Like you could not use them. They looked like they were hitting with a wet newspaper because they couldn't go over the fence. And it was it was kind of boring. Yeah. And that's what real baseball has turned into. Justin, how do you feel about this uh, shift uh, regulation here that Joe's proposed? I hate it. Absolutely. <laughs> I, fi- I figured you might. I, I think it's I think it's silly. Uh, could you imagine? So you think it's okay could, for a shortstop to be playing? Yes. Isn't it fine base? for okay. a strong safety to come up and play on the line of scrimmage? Uh, a different counter. Different game, but it yes, is a different he game. Is, it is, but he's not. But, 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 still, but you know what? But you got guys playing out of position. Like, like some of the most inventive defense in the NFL has been Bill Belichick moving guys around the defense. Right, but you don't see a safety line up in the three technique. You know what I mean? He's not down on the line at the Sean same time. Sean Taylor would have. Oh, okay. Well, that one guy. <laughs> <laughs> you found the one. You found Sean Taylor. That's the one dude who would have done it. But uh, no, I, you know what? Learn how to hit the other way, people. Like what? Like this whole. I'm like, all for that. Ugh. I just. I'm all for that. And and, and and look, we used to teach kids in Williamsport when I was coaching up there. It's not that hard to hit to the opposite field. It's just not. It has to do with lower half placement and make sure where your knee is directing and all that stuff and going with the ball. I'm I'm all for teaching. You know, last night there was a great example, kind of what you said, Paul. And and kind of what Justin's also alluding to also in the Mets game, Jeff McNeil, there was a shift, a massive shift on right and the guy on third. So what does Jeff McNeil do? He tries to push a, a drag bunt and get on base and get the run in and get it past the pitcher. He fails in the first time. but It was a great idea. What happens the second time? They make no adjustment at all. The Reds. He does it a second time. And the second time he's successful. That's wow. the stuff to me that drives me crazy. But at the same time, it's playing baseball. And I want to see more of that. We're seeing a little more of it this year. Mm-hmm. You're not wrong, Justin, but I think there's a certain level where it gets absurd. You don't think it's absurd? Oh, I think it's totally absurd. But okay. like, I mean, when when they put four outfield, like four straight up outfielders in the outfield for Joey Gallo and everybody, you know, guarding one side, like it's completely absurd. But dude, learn how to bunt the other direction. Just that's all you have to do, and you're going to have an easy single and maybe a double, depending on how hard that bunt is hit. So. Like, to me, the bunting it's... thing though, like bunting is just not that easy. I, I think being able to spray the ball more, that's something I, I think that can be worked on a little bit more, even at the major league level. But the whole bunting, like if bunting were that easy, I think it'd be more widely used. Like I, I really do, but it's it's a pretty difficult task to to lay down a quality bunt and get it to Hitting go where you want. Hitting in general is a pretty difficult velocities. task. Like so, I, I don't think it. I don't. Think yeah, but but you're hitting all the time. You're you're never bunting if you're if you're Joey Gallo. Like you're, if you're Joey you're, Gallo, you should spend an off season practicing to bunt. Well, no, or should you, you or should you spend an off season learning how to or hit the other or way. hit to the other yeah. way? Yes. And and, yes. and we've seen some guys start to do that actually in the last year or so. And and it's including Gallo himself has a few yeah. you know highlight hits that that have gone to the left side of second base. And you know they, they stand out as individual events. You know it's not like he's completely changed this game, but he is hitting like two sixty five right now. Gallo is, and so yeah, he that, is. You know, if he could continue that, obviously that would make him. He'd be. I'll, I'll say this. I, I think I, I'm going to stand by this. If he hits over 250, it'd be the best fantasy value in the league 
this year. Like value from where you picked one him, of them. sure. For what you got, I would say he'll be the the best fantasy value this year. I mean, uh, I Harper think... was at his best when he was spraying the ball, especially to like right and left center. Like that's when he put together that season uh, mm-hmm. in 2015. He he was going, I think, it was like 50 or yeah, 47 percent in the middle of the field. Well, he's struggling right now because he's trying to go the opposite way too much. Dude, let, let your natural hit take you, but at the same time, your professional hitters just, you know, like if, if, if they're going to put a whole team on one side, you've got to learn how to go the other way. Well, the also thing is it kind of relates back to what Paul was saying, which is in this game now where it's kind of strike out or hit a home run, it's very difficult to then tell those guys, actually, you know what, to generate offense, we want you to go the other way. Because, no, I think organizations sometimes will be like, no, we want you – to be Joey Gallo and hit home runs, that's what we're paying you to do. That's how the offense is built and all that. But I think for the greater good of the game overall, if you're a young hitter coming up and you can hit the opposite field, I think that's you're going to see, I, I believe, in the next five years of baseball, you're going to see a different breed of hitter that can do that, that have less holes in their overall game. And that is going to be something that, once again, there's going to be a reset coming eventually in Major League Baseball because those guys are going to be impossible to get out. And it's going to be like a, a a new version of that Wade Boggs type of hitter who could just hit everywhere. Ichiro, who maybe have less power, but they can hit the ball to all fields. And I think that's something that if you can do that effectively and show that, show high on base, show high batting average, high contact rates, all that stuff, and have enough pop, you're going to be a very valuable asset to a team in the next three years. Yeah, for sure. And I think that's where it starts, though. It's going to be really hard to change guys in the minors um, and, and, of course, guys at the majors flip them on a dime. I mean, they, their muscle memory is so ingrained that I totally understand. Um, do, have you guys watched the the YouTube content that, that Trevor Bauer's producing, uh, particularly Bauer Bites, where he sits down to have a meal with a a player friend of his, and they just they just I saw the Clevenger one, yeah. So I haven't. Also, I just listened to his rap stuff, which I find very entertaining. Yes, it's amazing. <laughs> well, there's uh, Nolan Arenado and uh, Whit Merrifield are the first two guests on Bauer Bites. It's A-plus content. It's absolutely brilliant. I'm sure some of you have preconceived notions about uh, Trevor Bauer, and there's certain things that, that you can personality. I, no, I understand. Like, and, and I'm not trying to get into whether or not you should like him. You should. Do not deprive yourself of this content, though. You, you, you are only <laughs> hurting yourself. If you still want to hate Trevor Bauer, that's fine. Just watch for the other guy, though. I mean, I, I am imploring you to watch these videos. They are brilliant. The reason I brought it up is that he had Nolan Arenado on, and they talked about uh, the shift. And Nolan was really honest. Hey, as a defender, I love it, man. I understand why we do it. We get outs. As a hitter, it's pretty darn frustrating, and I get, uh, you know, I get pretty annoyed by it when I lose a hit to it. Uh, but then he did admit, you know, when I sneak one through and, and get a hit where I, I quote unquote shouldn't, that's that's when he likes it. I, I think my biggest pushback on it with regards to the shift is. Um, you know, the the whole idea of getting a hit where I shouldn't or where I should be. That's only because that's where they set him up originally, because nobody really cared as much to dive into the individual hitter tendencies, except that's not even true because Ted Williams faced a shift. It's not like the shift just got invented 10 years ago. It's been around for a whole minute. Uh, it's just now been popularized and, and overdone to the to the end. Well, it's been overdone because of analytics, but it's also been overdone because the style of the game has changed where yes. 
they they val- what do we value? We we don't value the Jamie Moyer style of pitcher anymore. We no. value the guy who throws 97, 98 miles an hour, and it's hard to even get seen. Which is also something that if you want to look at the breakdowns of what's happening in baseball and these guys breaking down literally, I, I don't know if that's a sustainable model for a lot of these guys over time. Maybe you do want these guys who actually know how to go inside, outside, up and down, location, timing of pitches, all of that stuff. It, it, the art form of pitching's lost. The art form of hitting gets lost. So what happens? It gets easier to defend against it because the art form isn't what it was. And when somebody's just good at doing that one thing, then we'll say, well, let's just load up that one side and stop that one thing. And I don't blame them. No, I, I understand that. All right. So that's the shift. Uh, you said you had two things though. So I did. The other thing, one was Joe? the DH. And and I got to say, this is something that is a lifelong national league guy. If you asked me 10 years ago, I would have punched you in the face if you God, wanted a national I'm league. So DH. glad you came around. And I have come around in gangbusters the last couple of years. You do not hit if you are a pitcher in high school. You do not hit in college. You do not hit in the minor leagues. You do not hit in the American League. There's one place where if you're a pitcher, you hit, besides Little League, where chances are you're the best player on the team anyway if you're the pitcher. Yeah. And that's the National League. Now, how you jump from 12-year-old kids hitting to then <laughs> the next to time you're hitting is 22, 27-year-olds hitting is insane. It's it's time. It's a bone that they can throw the Players Association say, here, DH everywhere. It's going to extend some careers, especially now that you've taken out performance-enhancing drugs and other things from the game that can keep you playing longer. I think it's a no-brainer to give these guys a second life as DHs, and yep. hopefully also, you talk about pace of game, less moves, less double-switching, less things yes. of that nature. To me, it's DH all the way around, and that's going to impact later my my off-the-field changes for baseball. I'm a million percent in on this, have been for a whole minute. Spare me your your Madison Bumgarner, your Michael Lorenzen, the uh, and which by the way, the Lorenzen can be the DH then. Like that's that's fine if you really yeah, want it's him. Yeah, fine. Like, like whatever. You can but still get these guys plate appearances if you really want. That's your choice. Right. But but stop making the throngs upon throngs of pitchers who have no clue what they're doing up there hit. I'm tired of and investing. become liability too exactly. to themselves, the fan, your fantasy Correct. team, to the major league team where they don't know what they're doing or they they can't bunt or they can't do anything or they hurt them themselves running to first they're they're a nightmare it, it's absolutely brutal and that that's the biggest issue for me it's not even the the futility at the dish it's the the potential injury that we've seen and we've not even potential we've seen injuries come through for some a lot of these pitchers uh when they're hitting or jimmy nelson you know got a base hit but then dove back in when the ball was thrown back to first and busted up his shoulder hasn't pitched in over a year now like that's so stupid uh justin i can't imagine you found a way to disagree with this well, I am going to disagree. <laughs> but so at the same uh, time, on, I'm at the same time I'm going to agree with you. Uh because like Joe, I for a long time am an NL guy, I'm a Giants fan. Uh I prefer I and I still do prefer the game without the DH. That being said, it's not that you guys are wrong cuz you're right. We should get or we should get rid of pitchers hitting. But you're saying it for the wrong reason. There's only one reason why you must get rid of pitchers hitting, and it's not about injuries. Uh, it's not about yes, it it's not about talent on the field. It yes, is 100 percent about you have to play by the same rules. 
This is ridiculous that the AL and NL have two different set of rules. Could you imagine the AFC using kickoffs (laughs) and the NFC not using kickoffs? (laughs) No, it's absurd. And you know what? You're right. The Eastern Conference gets free throws. The Western Conference (laughs) doesn't. Like, this doesn't make any sense. I've been a long time. If it was up to me, we'd get rid of the DH and we'd have pitchers hitting in both leagues. God, that's so stupid. But that's never going to happen. And so I've come around to the fact that they need to institute the DH in both leagues. Pitchers hitting is getting worse. So it is still about the futility and the potential injuries. You added added the point, but to say that it's not because of those other ones is uh, patently absurd. Uh, Joe, any other on-field changes that you'd make before we see what Justin has to say? Uh, you know, I, I don't care about pitch clocks and things like that. I don't understand why once you're in the batter's box that you get to meander out of it all over the place. So that's another I, thing to where I think that one's even bigger than a pitch clock. Yes, yeah, that's the hitter. It, it's in, not in, the pitchers. There's some guys that are slow, but most of the time, I think most guys are pretty right around where they need to be. Plus, part of it is relaying the signs, and when there's men on base, that becomes more complicated. So I don't want to change mm-hmm. that. But I don't need somebody walking around. You get in the batter's box, you can have one foot out. When the other foot comes back in, you're ready to hit. There's no reason not to. It's like being in the tee box or something in golf. Just just get in there and do your business. And I think if you're looking for pace of play, that's one. And I'll tell you what, too. We've gotten to a point where technology, I never thought I'd say this, but I prefer watching the games when they have the strike zone up there all the time. Mm-hmm. And if that's the case, if I'm that condition now where I prefer that as opposed to not seeing it there all the time, then maybe it's time to get the electronic zone in there all the time. And let's just be right. Let's just have it. Let's have it non-disputable because the other thing that takes time is people bitching and moaning and whining and arguing about it. Yes, about about uh, about uh, strikes and balls and strikes. Yeah, I, I agree. Uh, and, you know, you don't take away uh, n- nobody that's for this, like Brian, Kenny, Eric Burns. They've kind of been the the, the big names behind it. None of them are actually for taking away jobs from umpires. They still want the umpire back there being relayed. This so that the biggest counter I hear is, "Well, you're going to take jobs away from umpires," which, uh, okay, who cares anyway? But even putting that aside, like you're not though, because because you're still going to be able to have them uh, back there. They they still need well, to be back foul there. Foul balls, kind of, there's yeah, exactly. Out calls at home. There's a lot of things. You're, you're not getting rid of them. You're taking Frankly, their ego, Paul. That's what you're doing, and that's yeah, what I know. people bitch you're, about. You're making, you're, you're, you're making the calls job. correct, and isn't that yeah. the point of replay and technology is to make the calls correct? Because this, exactly. this is one of the ones that was on my list, uh, and I, I kind of paired it with replay. Like, how do they still get calls wrong with instant replay? I don't know, dude. I do not um, understand. It's the Regis ones, it's whether or not it's it's enough to overturn it. Yeah. Which I'm okay. I'm at peace with that. I'm at peace with the NFL. I'm at peace with that in Major League Baseball. I think it's fine. It doesn't bother me, and I think it's quick enough. You know, it's not. I don't think that's slowing the game. I think the guy in the batter's box who comes out of it and walks around takes forever. The, if everyone had to stay in the batter's box with one foot at all times, or they get a strike called them, that that's that would make a difference in pace of play. I do agree that that hitters staying in the batter's box is a big issue, and and if paired with a pitch clock, I think that would be uh, particularly uh, effective. There's the pitch clock in minor leagues and um, at, at the Arizona Fall League, and I barely notice it after you know um, once it's been now there for a few years, like we don't really notice it. And the only guy I ever saw get a ball for it was Justice Sheffield twice in the Arizona uh, Fall Stars game, and. It didn't really matter. So I don't think that that's some big issue that they have to push back against either. But I really do think keeping hitters in the batter's box is a bigger issue. Agree on automated strike zone. Justin, do you want to expound on, on your replay points? I just think I, I don't understand like how you can get it 
get it wrong when we have so many views uh, all the time uh, now. There's so many cameras all over the field. Uh, one, I don't understand why there isn't just a replay official in every stadium. Yeah, why do they have to go back to New York? Yeah, I, I don't well, understand. Well, if there's an official score at every stadium, why isn't there a exactly. replay guy that sees it that yes. quick? Mm-hmm. That's the other thing. I or never, three I don't replay get guys. Like, it's, you've got three guys watching the same video. If two of them say this happened, then that's what happened. Like, it's just... I'll take that job. You want that job? The sure. Three of us. I would yeah, love there that. Go. There's a team yes. of three right now. Mm-hmm. There you go. Oh, Pay us. Mm-hmm. There you yeah. go. And I will, good. Move to any, I will move to any stadium in the country to do it. Same. Yeah. Same. I mean, listen, $10 million in revenue. So you can, you can throw some money to like, these sure. are not high paying jobs and uh, you know, we'll probably get into some stuff with labor uh, on the off field changes stuff, but it's, 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 it's egregious. Um, Justin, any other on field situations that you'd All like right. to I, I've address? Got, I've got two other ones. Uh, okay. or actually I've got three other ones. What's um, first? Let, let's start with uh, bat flips and bean balls. Bat, uh, bat, bat flips are okay. Allowed, encouraged. Yay. Let the players have like this whole let the kids play thing, but not too much. But or if too, they yeah, do, like, we're gonna punish them by hitting them with a ninety mile an hour fastball in their ass. Like this is this is but ridiculous. They did it the right way. They threw it at his body. Right. No. You get well, hit with a ninety. You know, mile. I never. It is just a matter of time before someone gets killed. Because of a beanball. It's- Do you know any other sport that does that too? It's like, oh, I'm so mad that you scored on me. So you know what I'm going to do? The next time you come up, I'm going to put you on first base. So there's a 51% chance that you're going <laughs> to score again well, on so, me. Well, and don't, I'll don't show talk, you. Don't talk to Vontez Burflick, but um. No, but, I mean, look, but like, it's a different one. There's an intimidation factor. You're going to take the yards to knock somebody physically out of a game and things like that. In, in baseball, it, you know, again, it's like, well, you're hitting them, you're beating them, all this stuff. I just don't understand. You're already at a deficit. If you want to show the guy, get him out. Yeah, it's just not that hard. I just don't understand. And the people that just blindly defend it, like, nope, that's the right way. I'm like, my God, what other god-awful opinions do you have? Because it is so stupid to think that beaning somebody for celebrating success is the right way Especially to play baseball. Especially when pitchers that, do the exact same thing and exactly. hitters have no recourse. And it's I not like a hitter lot. can, like, on their next at bat, charge the mound and beat them with the bat. The bat like, they yeah, should. it's like Chris Archer and Madison Bumgarner, yes. two guys that I love, are, are like, they explode after striking people out. Like, they're like, you know, and fist pumping. Yeah, Dennis Eckersley was fist pumping yeah, everywhere. they should, yeah. but for some reason it's not okay for a batter. Yeah, Archer... I, I, Hundred percent took such a major L in that Dietrich situation. I, I I couldn't believe it, man. The lack of self awareness there for somebody who is a smart guy that I really like. And I was like, dude, you're gonna electric slide off the mound mm-hmm. uh, on big strikeouts, and then you're gonna get uh, butt hurt when when Dietrich goes boom on. Like, <laughs> come on, dude. I was so well, but, frustrated. And, and that's the thing. Him. Like people want more emotion in the game, right? But anytime there's emotion, then everyone has. Well, it has to be the right emotion, the right time, and the right thing. It's not how it works. And no. if you're mad with a guy showing you up, quote unquote, or whatever, don't get shown up. And if you yeah. get shown up, don't impact the problem by then putting that guy on base again. See, that's my biggest problem. It's like, okay, you don't want to ruin anybody's career or whatever it is. And no no amount of getting shown up is worth ruining anybody's career in any sport. Okay? Exactly. 
But at the same time, you're literally putting your team at a, a worse deficit, which is the thing I never got at it. You know, I agree. I, I just don't understand that mentality. It's like next time up, you better serve or then or the you're next getting game. a free let's, base. Let's carry it over to the next time we see him in three weeks. Who cares? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it's or it's two utterly years insane. in case of Hunter Strickland. Hunter Strickland. Yeah, never right, forgot. Two years, two Sorry years. that you were garbage against Bryce Harper and you're still mad about it. Like, such a loser ass mentality too. like the people who think it's tough and, and doing the right thing I'm like no you have to be the biggest fucking loser to you, still yeah, be throwing you imagine at somebody me showing up right. to tout wars like showing up to foley's and like dumping a beer on jake seeley's head i'll do that just for the hell of it because of his hair is too pretty um but not pretty. not because he beat me in in tout head to head last year like that no, that it, would be ridiculous between celebration and then taunting see in the NFL it's the same thing there's a taunting penalty but you can celebrate all day and I have a lot of problems with guys who are celebrating a tackle uh, for a loss yep. when they're down by 21 points Agreed. that stuff drives me no, nuts so celebrate but, everything but you so, can but, do it but is like, there a difference but here's the thing right you can penalize somebody if and go back to giving control to the home plate umpire if the home plate umpire thinks it, it goes from celebration to taunting like if you're running around the bases and yelling and pointing at the guy mm-hmm. and you want to then dock that player a strike the next time he's up and change these things what's wrong with that what's wrong with penalizing the player and taking it out of that and say hey celebration's cool taunting's bad and drawing a line i'm okay with that and i'm okay with the umpires making a judgment call on it yeah i i think there could be some regulation there that'd be fine but like uh let the players police themselves is one of the dumbest things people can say that i instantly think that they have bad takes on everything because it is a stupid stupid take Speaking uh, what of, else you got, uh, yeah, speaking of taunting, this is one I just thought of kind of off the cuff. Uh, it In the NBA, if there is an altercation and you leave the bench, you are suspended for the next game. Yes. Even if you don't like throw a punch or anything, if you're yeah. off the bench, mm-hmm. you're you're in trouble. Yes. So why do we allow the entire team <laughs> to empty out on the field and just yell at each other? Hey, listen, I'm all for fighting sports. I grew up uh, playing lacrosse. I boxed in the army. Uh, I practiced uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu in the army. Like I'm all for fighting sports, but like to like gather at midfield and yell at each other, like that's ridiculous. It's it is huge. BS. Yes, that's it's all a it. huge yeah. waste and then of time. The, the bullpens coming in. Mm-hmm. The best is when they're running next to each other. Why don't you just turn and fight right there? Yeah. If you're, re- oh, if you're really super bad. disingenuous, it just either well, fight you know or don't is. fight. Paul, it's that thing where you go, hey, listen, if this breaks out, you just just grab me so we don't have yeah. to get it. <laughs> Deion Sanders. <laughs> Let's just take each other to the sidelines real quick. Because everyone plays on every team because of free agency. Yeah, they, yeah, that's the thing. This is back in the day where there were this is all this stems from the same thing, which is the old school reserve clause in baseball, where guys were not allowed to change teams and you are white sock to the end of your till you are dead, or yeah. they decided to get rid of you. And then it mattered because the team was your team. You saw these guys every year. It was the same group of people. You bled with them. You drank with them. You, you hated you, the other oh, teams. Right. You hated the other teams. There were real rivalries because there weren't that many teams. And you played each other ad nauseum, so you hated each other. All of this old baseball culture stems from a different time where it mattered and it was important. And sure. I don't negate it at all. It's lost its purpose now in 2019. Exactly. I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not trying to rewrite the history on it. I understand – well, and more you're not of it back the then. What's that? And you're not trying to judge the history on it. Exactly. Because I think it had its place, but it but just we've evolved. 
Yes. Almost and, to I, the point of pouring beer on Jake Seeley, we've evolved. Yes. Oh, we're, we're getting there. We're getting there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what, what else you got, Justin? Last one. Uh, and I, I, this is, I think this is concerted still on the field because it's to do with the ball. Like, okay. fix the ball. I'm sorry, but like the fact that the ball is changed like back and forth between like different versions of it, we have no organization that is worth less than one billion dollars. Someone go out in Major League Baseball, go out and buy a billion baseballs and put them in a locker. Everybody uses the same one for the next ten years. This you know, is you know, ridiculous. Why, why don't like okay, I understand that um, they don't. Nece- it's not necessarily some nefarious thing where they go and hatch like in the off season. Hmm, let's juice up this ball. Um, that they can be within a certain spec guideline, and at the higher end, it's it's juiced. At the lower end, it's not. Why don't we know exactly what that is, and and how that's going to impact things? Not only is the game a ten billion dollar industry, but what about all the you know. Uh, gambling implications uh legal and otherwise you know or or not necessarily illegal but like legal gambling meaning vegas but then also fantasy sports which are sanctioned and and legal as well like shouldn't we know what's what what's going on there and and like shouldn't that just be out in the open why is it kind of this mysterious thing and then they lie to our faces like no the ball isn't juiced it's like Yes, it is, dude. Like, what are you talking about? I agree, man. It's it's just insane. Like, either tighten up the regulations on it, or just let us know. This year, the ball is has this sort of coefficient of whatever. I don't know all that stuff. That that's Alan Nathan's territory. That's the smart people's territory. But whatever the specs are, here are the specs of the 2019 ball. If they have to change because that's the way the the machines work, that's fine. But when you create a new batch that's going to be out for April through June. Put that on Twitter. Have a press release. Could, could you imagine it, the NBA using a different ball that had a different yeah. bounce to it? Like that would be well, ridiculous. Well, what happened when there was a different ball in football? It was a two-year thing because of the one team using a different ball and, and purposely changing deflating. it. Oh uh, yeah, deflating. Yeah, and, and here we are in in baseball, just like, eh, well, they're gonna they're gonna send them off this year, and we'll see if they're juiced or not. This will be fun, and it's absolutely insane. Like I just don't see the downside to just saying this is what the ball is this year. The seams are. Two millimeters high. Uh, last year they were three point six, so that's going to be a difference. They're all within the right, you know. The machine makes them in these specs, but here's where they are right now. And this batch will probably be used up by June. We'll update you in July when the new ones come out. Like I, I don't know the the specs behind it, but surely we should know. And there should be some place that we could look up on MLB.com to know what the 2019 ball specs are. And if they change year to year, that's that doesn't bother me as much because I don't know the precision of these machines. But we should absolutely know what the hell we're dealing with. Yeah, I'm I'm all for that. Yeah, and I don't think it's that much to be transparent. Yeah, I mean, I remember finding out a couple of years ago when that whole ball thing in the NFL happened, where I was like, "What do you, what do you mean everybody has their own ball?" <laughs> like, yeah. like, that was a shocking thing. I this like I never thought. Like, how is something not regulated by the league where everybody has got like, no, well, this guy likes the ball this way, and Aaron Rodgers likes it overinflated, mm-hmm. and Tom Brady likes it under, and this guy, and Eli Manning likes to scuff up the ball, and I'm like, well. I get all that. Like that makes perfect sense to me, but I had no idea to the extent that it was going on where they basically had their own ball boys and they had their own balls yep. and they were, uh, that blew my mind. And that, that starts, wasn't in, high school. That starts in high school too. I you know, know but like in high the, school, um, I understood it. I didn't think at the NFL, yeah. it was at that level. I understand high school, you get away with everything, especially when you're at home and even in college, yeah. but the NFL at the professional level, I thought there was a little bit more regulation to it. No. Do you know, one of the biggest reasons that there's been so many like missed field goals and extra points is that, 
the kicker ball has changed, and uh-huh. you, they used to be able to hold it all game and just kind of squeeze and and mold it to what they wanted. Nowadays, you just get it, and it's a rock, and and you have to deal with that kicker ball. You don't get to mess with it. So, you know, they did move it back, of course, for extra points. That's part of it, but a lot of it is is the ball itself for kickers. There's actually K balls, and they're different than they used to be, and it makes it tougher to uh, to to be as accurate these days. But anyway, that's football. I totally agree, Justin. That's a good one. Uh, does that do it for on field, uh, Joe? It did does. you think of anything else? I think so. Yeah, I think it okay. does. Let's move to off field because there's going to be a lot here, and I, I think it could even be more impactful than than uh, some of the stuff we talked about on field. So we're going to start with Justin on this one. Justin, give us your top your top one on um, off field changes that we want. We've got so many. Um, hmm. Okay, uh, I'm going to uh, pair two together. One is one I'm sure everybody has heard before, and the other one is completely insane. Okay, so, <laughs> I, li- I like where this is going. Uh, so, uh, obviously, we need not a salary cap, but a salary floor in baseball. Okay, yeah, e- every heard team, that for sure. Every team should uh, be spending at least a certain amount of money, and uh, I think there's no team that has shown that this is good for the game like the Seattle Mariners have this year, who, while they're rebuilding and sold pieces, also took on contracts that yeah, they got some veteran yeah, and players, they're, they're and, and they're playing right now. very well. Yeah. Yep. So they may not compete all year, but it is a watchable product. And we're seeing too many teams in Major League Baseball that aren't a watchable product. And that is a problem. It turned into the NBA. Mm -hmm. It it turned into a haves, have nots, and it's not good. And And, you know, that's uh, that's where I I have a solution coming. Yeah, that's where I I solved the other problem. We need to eliminate the major or the, the Major League Baseball draft. Eliminate the draft. Okay. I, every, okay. Every team gets to bid on players coming See, I would into eliminate the, league. the spending regulation, but I don't think I would eliminate the Eliminate draft. the whole draft. Uh, you don't get a pick for sucking uh, or a higher pick for sucking. You have to use the bu- uh, a budget similar to we do in the international market. Uh, that way players aren't dropped in the draft because they won't sign for cer- a certain amount of money. Uh that doesn't happen as much anymore with the slotting. Yeah, the slotting's kind of, I think, but, made that But better. there shouldn't be regulations on what you can spend in the draft. Wouldn't that just tilt the scales to the halves? Too yeah, much like wouldn't though? everybody want to play for the Yankees or whatever? The, or, or the every five, team is a have. This idea that there's a haves and haves nots. Okay, okay. Like, no, every no, no, team no, no, is a have. No, no. The Marlins I, I agree can with aff- that Marlins, to a degree. Yeah, Marlins went out and got Victor Victor Mesa. You know, oh, in the but international. That's only true to a to a degree because um, that you cannot deny the the fact that the Yankees and Red Sox are still richer than the Rays and the Pirates. The Rays and the Pirates are rich. They have a lot of money. They should be sure, able to get talent. Sure, but we talent. haven't seen we had, like we're not seeing the Yankees go. The Yankees aren't doing what the Yankees used to do. It's well, not like they're they going can't. out and out buying that's because, everybody. That's because there's restrictions now where other teams can do at the same level that they're doing. In, in at least the non-international market, I think the the point is that for every entitled first-round Bryce Harper type number one one overall player, they're but, all going to want to. In the international market, you've got a cap too. You can't just right. go out and buy every single player. You yeah. can't, but it's a little bit more. It's a little bit easier to maneuver than it is in in the newer system, where I do think competitive balance is. It's good to continue to have that when you have small market teams in certain areas because you you want them to have stars because that's going to help 
overall the product. You want there to be stars all over the place. You don't want it to end up like the NBA where only five teams have stars and that's it. And they all have, they have them all. I think yeah. that's, that's where it gets a little tricky there. I understand with the sentiment, but actually I have a part of my off the field one. I think I might have a solution to helping this. Well, let's hear it. Well, it's all right. Yeah, if it relates, right. so, let's, let's keep them all so in the here, same. Here you go. Grouping. Here you go. So in August, okay, what's every casual sports fans favorite little guilty pleasure that happens every August? Do you remember? Do you know My what happens? Day. Besides your birthday, Mason. <laughs> Besides that, the Little League World Series. Yeah, everybody gets kind of caught up in the Little League World Series, and you know why? Not because just because they're kids and they're fun and all that stuff. Because that's definitely a part of it. It's youth and it's all these things, but it's also August, and football hasn't started yet. And on top of that, you are in a spot where you have kids off from school, kids with time. Viewership is big. People can stay up late. It's light out <laughs> longer. Yeah. All so of these better. things, right? So when a game starts at 7 o'clock, it doesn't matter. You can stay up all night, kid, and watch the game until you fall asleep. Can't do that on a school night. Can't do that. And you're never going to reduce the schedule. You're never going to be able to take 162 games and, and take it back. The, the league will never do that because the players' union will never allow that. So how do we make it better? Because the season is too long. Because our attention span has changed and evolved. I think the way you do it is you create – the other thing that people love about the Little League World Series and a whole bunch of other sporting events, it's tournament. They love tournaments. They love playoffs. They love more games that matter and less regular season. The NBA season doesn't really start until the playoffs. Let's be honest. The hockey, you know, most people are like, yeah, whatever. And then, oh, hockey playoffs. Even me, I'm like, I'll watch hockey playoffs if it's on. I'll see what's going on. But regular season, it's hard to get people to watch. So what you should do is cut the season short. You can have the all-star game or we'll still do that and do it on July 4th for all I care. Make it a July 4th event. What's more America than baseball and put the all-star game on that day. That's fun, right? And then once August 1st hits, you take everything. And if you have the DH now in the American League and the National League, here's what you do. You get rid of the whole league thing because who cares? You already have interleague play. If everyone's a DH, what's the difference? I don't think you need conferences. You don't need any of that. Let's seed all the best teams. Let's seed everybody. Have everybody play everybody in the regular season and then get to a point where once you hit August or mid-August, you start this tournament and it's seeded appropriately. And I'll tell you what, you want to figure out then what do you do when teams are eliminated after a five-game series or whatever it is you want to play, some short series? Then you take those teams, Justin, and you have them continue to play each other in the consolation bracket afterwards. And that's how you determine draft order. Have teams still play for something. Okay, we can improve our spot as an organization. Do that. Have them still playing just like you would in a fantasy league when people are eliminated. Have a consolation bracket. Start baseball playoffs in August. You will get attention on them. You will get people interested. Make it like a tournament. Then by the time September rolls around, and football starts, maybe people actually care and then have the whole thing wrapped up with a World Series the first week of October. Done. Over. Wow. You have given a lot of thought to this. I have. I've been thinking about it for a while. <laughs> I, I am I'm always intrigued by a tournament format. I, again, I'm just, uh, limit of me to... Of course you are. You're American. I know. Limit me to three <laughs> times bringing up. I'll, I'll use my number two here on bringing up MLB The Show. We play tournaments in the community. I don't care what it's for. The prize could be nothing. Pride. I can't wait to make a roster and get in on a tournament because you're in a bracket and it's just so fun to be in a tournament. So I totally get that. I do think that there's something that they could do. I know uh, Bill Simmons has suggested something similar, primarily for basketball, about having like a first half, second half type of deal to kind of keep teams in it. And I and thought about that, too. 
the only thing with that is that that is so if you have the bad second half and all your players get hurt, then when you get in the playoffs, it's all kind of crap anyway. So I, I don't know, like it, that, that I understand the thought process on that is, is clear. The logic is good. I just don't know if the practice in it is as good. Sure. So what would you, what, what kind of regular season are we looking at here as far as games? Play? I don't think the regular season should be more than a hundred games. Uh, to be honest with you, like oh, I change so yeah. much. Yeah. Well, because That's it would change. Happen. So no, but hear me out. But yeah, you say it's never going to happen, but I'm not saying we're not playing more games. I'm saying the last 60 of them are in a tournament format. The but first do they count as the, 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 the season to kind of keep the numbers. The it's going to annoy everybody. Into, well, that's the thing. If you're playing the same amount of games, I don't see why it shouldn't matter. It, the, these, that's the trick. It's like, well, you can't shorten the season because then what does it mean to hit 400 anymore? What does exactly. it mean if a guy hits 50 home runs in the season? The season's still the season. If you take the same amount of games and you and and here's a, the problem solver in me, you're never going to reduce it to 154 or 120 or whatever it is. So what do you do? Restructure them. Get more teams playing for games that matter. Make the last 62 games matter a whole hell of a lot more. And if you're playing a five game series all of a sudden, then and all of a sudden you might actually create some new rivalries over time where mm -hmm. all these teams locked up last year and it's all random stuff and shake it up because rivalries are dead. The only way to bring back rivalries is to have teams playing more meaningful baseball more often. And the way to do that is a tournament system and building that in to August and September. If you told me August 1st started the baseball tournament, I am all in, man, because it's like, OK, we slotted in. We're a 12 seed. But you know what? We have a second life. Let's see what we can do in these five games and make it work. And maybe we're playing this. We're playing a two or whatever, it is, however many seeds there are. And maybe we get our ass kicked. I don't know. All I know is it's more dramatic. I'm interested. And it needs to happen in August when kids are available to watch because the product is dying in September and October at eight o'clock, eight thirty. The late starts. Yeah, it starts too late. Kids can't watch it. They don't care. They're checking out. And you're missing the opportunity where there's a dead void in sports and you could fill it with the most magical American baseball tournament. What's more summer than summer baseball tournament in America? That would be so, amazing. Starting in August, would it be like two months uh, of a tournament? However yeah, you want to structure it. Would it be like a 16 structure. seed playoff and then 14 seed draft? Well, I mean, so like the, the 14 seed right. tournament is for draft slot. I'd have to, it's, I don't think it's that hard probably to work out the numbers, but I think once teams get 16, eliminated, they fall into, I think in August you work at that first and whatever teams have been eliminated by the time September rolls around, you play that last month of September and you find a way to have tiebreakers and all this stuff where you're playing for your draft slotting. So those first, you know, those well, he, tweets, he, those teams, whoever the, the best this is the problem is slot. Like we we get to like the last two weeks of the season already, and team the majority of teams aren't eliminated. So you're gonna have like the Orioles playing. You, you think know, the majority the, of teams aren't eliminated anymore? Realistically, by the time you get to last of well, September, mathematic? I, are we talking mathematically or realistically? Mathematically, they're alive. Legitimately, yes. are they? But like, who would gets you rather make, watch? Who gets to make that determination? Because the the Giants were the realistically eliminated in 2010 when they went on a huge hot streak in but August Justin, and September. But Justin, they're alive and they're in the playoffs already. Don't you see? They're in the tournament. They're in the tournament in August. If they blow it, that's on them. I'm saying in your mind, open it up, move up the time frame of what you used to think were the playoffs. Playoffs start in August, and playoffs. then you play it through. And 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 it's a it's a, I know it's a shift in your paradigm, 
But think about it this way. Would you rather be mathematically alive the last two weeks of September, knowing that there's 10 teams ahead of you and all the things that have to happen? Or would you rather say, hey, you know, we got this last week. I hope they finished really strong because it'll be really great if they got the next Bryce Harper. Yeah, I hate this idea. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Because you hate tournaments and playoffs or? I do. I do. The regular okay. You hate everything. This is oh, wait. What? Why are we having roto in, in Major League Baseball? It's What's not wrong. It's the farthest thing. It's the most. No, I'm just totally kidding. It's the most head-to-head thing. No, that's what I'm saying. Magic. Like, why? Sh- yeah. Why don't we just have roto in, in Major League Baseball? That Roto's fixes everything. Dumb. Thing, though, with, with, with your 2010 example, if I'm if I'm understanding Joe right, they were 61 and 45 going into August. The Giants were like they they'd be qualified for the. The, the playoff aspect uh, of this tournament here like they so their their hot run would still be very valuable in fact it'd be it would uber be valuable. valuable it's just yeah. all I'm doing is i'm i'm taking what you used to think of the 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 season ends all the way here and i'm giving you longer i might even shorten maybe the quote unquote world series or whatever maybe we're eliminating the idea of wild cards and playoffs and all this nonsense you want everybody to feel like they're in in the playoffs Put them no. in the frick playoffs. Oh. Well, I'm just saying is like that's the that's the that's the idea, right? And maybe, maybe you could do like a twenty and ten thing then. Like twenty on August first, twenty teams are yeah, in. the other ten are playing it out 10. perhaps. I'm yes. fine with that. Because who's showing up when you're eliminated in September on September twentieth? Who the hell is in Kansas City watching a game? It t- it costs them money to open that ballpark. Who so the only- <laughs> it's April well, it's May now, but who the who the hell in Kansas City is watching a game right now? Like that's well, the who's problem. Showing, who's showing up yeah, anywhere? You know what? Right now? If you're Attendances. still if you're one of those twenty teams, you have a second life in August. And all Here's of a sudden it's like, part. hey, you want to go to the playoff game tonight? Let's all go and see. Hey, who knows? Anything can happen in five games in baseball. But here's the tough part, the yeah. scheduling and everything. Like, how do you schedule that as a as a two-month playoff? Like, you don't know what's happening in September. Venues need to be booked. People need well, to book travel. It's the same thing that happens in – well, NBA does it. But that's Their playoffs it. last two months. That's well, not a problem. I've worked in hotels. It is a, I no, did, their, their, their playoffs did. suck. The NBA playoffs are fucking well, trash. Well, they're trash now, but in the 80s and 90s, they weren't trash at all. They were fantastic. But as someone who worked in the hotel business, we had rooms on hold for if so-and-so was staying. We had contracts, and if they won in advance, I did it for NHL. I did it for NBA. It's not that hard. It's a little annoying if you're the travel person, but, I mean, now we're really micromanaging. And the travel person gets paid enough. They have deals with hotels. They have deals with stays. And I think you know mapped out once you have the tournament bracket, you know the potential cities you're staying in just like NHL and NBA, and you just map it out. That's not hard. That's easy. That's okay. cake. Awful idea. Well, Justin hates it. <laughs> well, and why Why do you hate it again, Justin? Because why? Because you like the way it works now? Yeah. No, I do. It's, this is, this is the, traditional, the traditional side of me coming out is I, I don't want it to change. But it has changed already. It's changed so much. Why Why don't we just – why don't we stop pretending like, oh, we're going to add the one single wild card game, which everybody – says or a lot of people say oh it's one wild card you play 162 games to play one game i agree that's dumb so why don't we play 100 games and then we all go for five well i don't either but some people do why don't we play five games then after 100 to determine who advances to the playoffs playoff series and as they advance you want to go from best three out of five to four out of seven as you get to the world series i'm fine with that or or the 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 semifinals however you want to work it 
I just feel like there's a void in August. There's an opportunity. Baseball can change completely the perspective. You're still playing the same amount of games. It's just the way you're playing them matter differently. And I think all of a sudden you would see teams not doing the stuff that you complain about, Justin, which is we're going to suck so bad we get the pick. Teams all of a sudden with second life going, hey, anything can happen in the playoffs. Maybe we get a little run here in a tournament and it works. You know what? The double elimination tournament in Little League World Series captivates America and people who barely watch baseball. People would watch baseball again who didn't if you gave them yeah. a product like this. It's probably because I don't give two shits about the Little League World Series. That this does not interest me at all. Like I, I have great to say that it interests America. Yeah, I'm, no. I'm, in, I'm intrigued but by, Amer- America's, by something. Yeah, America's not on this podcast. I am on this podcast, <laughs> and I don't give two shits about the Little League World Series or this playoff system. I can't wait to see what the, I can't wait to hear what the Twitterverse after this show says mm-hmm. about this. Oh, I, for sure. Some, some people hate it. Some people will love if, it. If but you love mind, it, tweet tweet at us and tell us that you love it. Or if you're with me and you think it's to implement as is but mm-hmm. i do wonder if there's something they could do with september to kind of drum up a little bit more i want to start it in august because i want to capture people's momentum i i, I feel on that time. because august is a, such a dead month yeah preseason uh, baseball, baseball really owns it all person goes Ugh, whatever baseball can own it but what do we always call it oh it's the dog days of august yeah and you know it's like plowing through or at game 128 and everyone's like oh and they're you know trying to get through <laughs> it no 100 games Who's got the best record? Great. You're the one seed. Who's got the next bet? You're the two. And you make the bracket, and then all of a sudden, the next 62 games, all of a sudden, basically what you've done is you've turned another thing. And at the end of it, you're going to – think about from the marketing standpoint, one of the biggest things worldwide in terms of finances, it makes more than the Super Bowl does is March Madness because of the length of it. Baseball could create such a boon for itself by creating a tournament system like this. And and the Super Bowl's one off, and it still makes almost as much as March Madness, just for perspective. And I hate March Madness because I hate college basketball, but I respect what they've grown there, and the and the fact that this is what people like. Also, the betting, the the uh, ulterior and exterior things that you could get attached to this, all the things that really drive sports now. It could be so hot. It could be the most red hot thing in the world, and it could be really recapturing, I think, the youth. And when people are out there in August with nothing to do, going to baseball games, taking their kids to baseball games, watching games, staying up late, doing all that stuff that they're not going to do in September and October when there's A, football, and B, school. Well, Justin hates it, but I'm interested to hear what the rest of the world thinks about it. Uh, I I love tournaments. I think it's too hard to implement straight away. I think it would have to be incremental. What? <laughs> that's quitter mentality. <laughs> that's not quitter mentality. That's that's realism mentality. Um, all right. Bef- before we get like, let's keep all the labor stuff at one point. Let's clean up any other things on the off-field changes before we dive directly into. I know we did a little bit labor with the draft stuff, but before we get into like, um, you know, I'm sure we all have stuff on uh, contracts and arbitration and how long they, you know, manipulating the service time and all that. Anything else before we dive into that? Because that'll be a whole section. I got one much. that is pro- that probably should have been in the on the field section. Okay, let's uh, let's bring it in. Uh, fix All Star Week. All Star Week. Oh, you know, um, reverting back, uh, referencing back to the uh, Trevor Bauer, Nolan Arenado thing. 
he referenced Nolan Arenado referenced how in Japan they have the skills competitions yes. for different things, um, hitting you know hitting targets on the field. He didn't mention the bunting contest, but they do actually have a bunting contest. Yeah, I've, how are we I've, only I've, doing the home run derby? How are we only doing home run yeah. derby? Yeah, and, and like and you can't get unless you've got like a certain pack like cable package, you can't get the futures game on TV. Insane. Like, how is that not on ESPN? Like, see the future stars of the game. Uh, I've always thought they should do a shooting gallery style thing with a pitcher. Oh, yes. Just, I mean, I don't know if you've seen what the NFL does right now with their quarterbacks where it's like. Oh, they, yeah. Watch the, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. The like, Pro Bowl week. The Pro Bowl skills are always mm-hmm. better than the Pro Bowl. Yeah. And, and so in, in NHL has great skills competitions. NBA has adopted great. Like, why are we not showcasing these guys' talents in a bunch of different guys? Like. Like get because when you have D. Gordon involved. run a foot race with Malik Smith and one of them pulls a hamstring, the team's going to be pissed. That's okay, the reason. I, 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 I hate it, that, but that's so then, the reason. So then you can't do a foot race. Okay, that's fine, but that's not the only thing you can do. Uh, you can do hitting targets on a Three-man relay. Give me your best center fielder, your second baseman, and whatever. Show me three-man relay. How fast can you get the ball from the morning track to do, home plate? Do an all-star game because like, uh, the NBA does a sophomores versus freshmen. Like, mm-hmm. get the youngest guys on the field in a game together. You've got, like, four days, five days that you that you put aside this, and I'm tired of seeing the stupid celebrity softball game, and they don't even show the entire... So they don't even I show know. the entire game. They, like, like, show bits and pieces of it. Like, why? Who cares if Justin Bieber can hit it past third base because that's where they put the wall this year? Like, no one cares. Like, yeah, no, like that, show... This is an beyond... Opera- Worthless. Yes, it's an opportunity to showcase your sport, and you are screwing it up. Correct, per usual. No, I agree. All Star Week needs a lot of work. Full agree on that one. And uh, again, Nolan Arenado hits on that in his interview with Trevor Bauer. Uh, okay, anything else, or are we time? Is it time uh, for? I got one quick discussion? one, but it's going to be mm-hmm. even more unpopular, I'm sure, with Justin than my last Justin, thing. Get ready. Mm-hmm. Get ready, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, I want PEDs back in the game and regulated. I'm and all I, for it. Oh my god! How how the hell does this happen? <laughs> how do we end up on this island after all this? Well, because here's here's my here's my for all those those purists who are all pissed off. Listen, there's one thing that's really changed in baseball. It's how people train for baseball. People are mm-hmm. training to play baseball like they're Olympic athletes. They all look Correct. like Adonises and all this stuff. Maybe just maybe the 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 body types that we saw. <laughs> in the past in the 80s and all these things these were the right body types because baseball is a different kind of game and yes some of the strength training is obviously helpful but in the long run these injuries we're seeing are we're in an age where everything is so advanced with training why aren't players staying on the field longer why are they staying on the field right. less there was more people on the dl last year more days on the dl than in the history of baseball in fact you can actually I want to say it was some ridiculous number last year. It was the, it was an all time record, and the year before that was another record. So we're going in the wrong direction with that. So, in my mind, <laughs> if I can look and I can see when you have on TV commercials for HGH, literal <laughs> commercials. 
I saw it the other day. I was watching uh, MSNBC or someone was watching the news, and all of a sudden it said, you know, blah, 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 HGH. I'm thinking, oh, my God, we can advertise it on television. If it's going to help guys stay on the field, regulate it with the doctors. If they yeah. give it to you with an injury, if I guarantee you, Justin, if you got hurt today, they would give you some kind of steroid at some point to help you build back up mm-hmm. something, and they would regulate it. Why can't we do that? Why can't we all be big boys and girls and do that and say, hey, everything has its place if you monitor it properly and utilize it properly instead well, of so many people are it. using that stuff anyway, too. Right. Yeah, so like why abuse beauty, it? And why and why make them why make everybody lose money over it or, you know, wh- why? I'm sorry. I like it's it's no reason. To, like, it drives me crazy. And it's and I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah Adderall is OK for a 16 year old kid to get a prescription, but right. not OK for, for Chris. Well, Davis. Not Chris Davis. Come yeah. on. I, just, I I'm I'm actually quite all right with this one, and I uh, I, I, I think too. I think we're gonna yelled at quite a bit, especially me being a drug <laughs> an addiction counselor. Uh, but I have no problem if things are used responsibly and under the care of a doctor. Uh, and I think well, and, and, this holier than thou, like, well, Barry yes. Bonds shouldn't get into the Hall of Fame because he used this. Willie Mays was using stuff too, guys. Like everybody's yeah, the been idea using that, stuff that the entire time. Using stuff just mm-hmm. started mm-hmm. in the nineties or, or late eighties is is so naive and, and stupid and like you know, okay, maybe the stuff's better now than it was then. That's not the fault. And I, I don't of, think anybody's saying to, use everything. Like like the, Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, know. or anabolics. But that that that's not what people use anymore anyway. Like, you know, it's not going to be a situation, you know, where people are using or shooting up needles in. And I'm not saying nobody, but that's not the primary usage of things either. No, I, I listen, if you get caught and you, and you have to serve your suspension, I'm fine with it. But I do not um, uh, demonize the guys who like I don't care. So just bring it all in. People ending up like Ken Caminiti. But at the same time, like I don't exactly. think I don't look at Andy Pettit as a bad guy. Yep. Andy Pettit wanted to get on the field and help his team, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, I, I don't think there's. Uh, again, can you can you regulate it? Can you you have all these doctors? You have all this stuff. Let's let's help the athletes. Let's let's make it something that it's it's useful. If science has gotten us to this point and medicine has gotten to this point, then let's utilize it instead of abuse it and make it in the shadows. And let's make it a lot helpful. I mean, maybe this is like the whole you know legal weed argument which i'm also for by the way but still like i don't understand why we can't improve the game improve the athlete's health and everybody wins and and nobody loses more importantly no i i, I totally agree. i'm actually fine with this yep that one's an, that one's an easy one Full all game. right okay all right. more drugs all right before we get into labor stuff uh i've got a few other kind of uh, some are a little bit more off the wall. I'll just kind of go through them quickly, and you guys can, you know, I guess touch on them as, as much as you want. Uh, okay. Joe mentioned this about kids in the summertime who have a ton of, you know, time and can go to games and, and watch games late. Uh, so why not do something where if you are a kid, you get in free if there's an adult purchasing a ticket also. So you can't right. take a whole school you know, it's so children. expensive to go to a game. I haven't been to it a Met is. game with my kids uh, ever, and I'm a, a Mets fan my whole life. I've never taken them to City Field. They've never been there. They've been to the local independent game that's 20 minutes around here because it's affordable. It's going to cost me $600 to go sit and watch that crap product that they've been you, putting on the field for the last you decade. You want to grow no. the game? This is how you grow the game. You let kids Agreed. in for free. If they're under the age of 12 or whatever, kids get in free uh, with a uh, you know a paying adult. So at least you're you're still getting revenue. 
Kids don't take up that much space anyways. Half these stadiums are empty. Uh, you can like, put three or four in a seat. Come yeah, on. Yeah, right? Just like, just, yeah. Going, but, like, we need to attract a younger generation to this game. It is getting – it is uh, – we are, we are just not attracting kids at the same level. This is how you do it. You get them to You're the also, park. Also, honestly, it's a it's and I don't like I don't know how it's going to sound, but it's the truth. At this point, it's a, the demographic of baseball is older, older white men, yep. and more importantly, older white men for the most part. And that's not a good trend for you as a sport with the demographics of this country. And yeah, I mean, I miss the. T- I remember growing up in a time where you could go to Yankee Stadium and uh, or or Shea Stadium, and you could go there for a hundred bucks as a family and. Enjoy the game and stuff. It's going to cost you five times that between the travel, the, the the expense of tickets, the expense of parking, the expense of feeding everybody, the expense of a souvenir, all that stuff. It's it's impossible to justify, especially with the length of the season. It's so long. I mean, every game is just kind of a one-off. And this goes back to the other thing. If more games mattered more, I think you could you could have friendly policies like that, Justin, in the first 100, and then gouge the hell out of people in the tournament time. Or, I mean, you know, make it... It doesn't obviously have to be every night, but like Tuesday nights, you know, in June, do something where mm-hmm. you're getting kids to the stadium for free. You're you're exposing it to a larger market. Uh, like just you got to grow the game because the, the Major League Baseball has just done an awful job of growing the game. Uh, I've I've talked a lot about marketing. They they just need to market their players better. I think part of that is having fun, but uh, also. I think they need to focus in on just a few individual players that are stars, the Mike Trouts, the Bryce Harpers, uh, those guys, and really figure out a better marketing strategy because I'm, I, I think I've said it on this podcast before. I don't understand how you can recognize every big professional football player by face yeah. while they're wearing a helmet all game long, but for some reason you cannot pick out an average baseball player if you're an average fan. Like it just, no, it's just, it's ridiculous. Crazy. Like, it's, well, because I can answer that for you. I mean, the answer is very clear. It's because we live in a society now where our attention spans are shorter because our lives are on demand. So if you want a more, you want to draw more eyes to the product, you do it by streamlining the product and making it something that's way more easily digestible for the masses. And if you can go to a format where Instead of 162 regular season oh, games, oh god, back to this again. You go because you're because that's what you do because you zone out. Because if I tell my kids, well, how many baseball games is 162? They go, Ugh. how many football games are there? 16? There's a big difference. That's 10 times as many games. It's not even close, Justin. We're not even in the same neighborhood. There's 10 times as many when there's less of it, and you also have a whole week in between every game with football to talk and marinate about it and all this stuff. There's no time because in baseball, you're just on to the next day, on to the next day. It's like going to work, and the blue-collar aspect I love about baseball, but you're not bringing in new eyeballs because it is not a product that is user-friendly to an on-demand generation. Uh. All right, next one. I got I got two more, and then we can get to labor stuff. Uh, stop blackouts. Oh, God. It's, yes. It, it's oh, awful, here, dude. especially if you're in an area that doesn't have a major league. Like yes. If you're in Nebraska. Screwed. Yeah, if you're in Nebraska and you you can't get, like, the Cardinals and the Cubs and the Brewers and, like, and the Rockies. I and out of six teams. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was in Hawaii. I could not watch any West Coast team while I was there. Utterly insane. It was absolutely frustrating. Uh, it it doesn't grow the game. It's ridiculous. End blackout rules. 
yeah, no, it's it's absolutely awful. I don't understand. And I don't understand how there's just not a way to work around it. Like I get the the principle behind it is like watch local to get, you know, to support those local ads or whatever. But it, that, that's that's not what's happening. I'm not local to six teams if I live in Iowa. What the hell does that even mean? It's so stupid. Hey, it's look, if, so, if you so, want to, if so you, bad. yeah, but then you might not buy a car at Lou Hobbs Ford, you know? <laughs> yeah. Like what, dude? Like, yeah. Do not even get me started. I'll rant for an hour on stupid ass blackouts because it's so awful. Especially in the internet age where you could just get it on your phone. Like what's by, the point? Like we're, way, we're, I don't think, know. uh, I don't think Malik Smith can can race. No, he can't race it. No, no, not, not right got, now. No, he's, he's got the AAA. Yeah, yeah he's, he can do the yeah. AAA one. Uh, <laughs> all right, and l- last one for me uh, before we, we we jump into labor stuff, uh, and I'm probably gonna get in trouble for doing this one, <laughs> uh, but I will start it off with a question uh, to each you to, or to both you guys. Do you know who the second baseman is for the Cincinnati Reds? Well, it's eventually oh. sends L, but or well, no, like right now. <laughs> do you know who is it, it is? Right? Uh, yeah, it's Jose the kid Pro. who looks like yeah, it's yeah. the guy who looks like Marlon Anderson. Yeah. Yes. Okay. How do not how, or how is it that every or not every <laughs> single national beat writer knows that question, or even individual beat writers for individual areas? Like, if if we want a better, smarter fan base, we need to ask more from the people covering this game because I can't tell you how many people in the regular sports media do not know players from, like, just good players. Jose Peraza was an all-star last year, and they don't know good players from all the teams. It's Mm -hmm. absolutely mind-boggling that some of these national guys uh, and some of these guys just covering individual cities uh, don't know all the players, don't know the cities, don't... It's just it's ridiculous. Now that doesn't that doesn't mean that I don't think there are, aren't amazing beat writers out there. I think there are. I think they're amazing. Do you national. want a you want a more informed media? Yes, I think we have. I think we. But still where would have, they get that information? It's so hard to get information these days. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but like, I could bring on Joe Schmo, uh, fantasy analyst. Hey, I'm right here. Yes, and he will know every single player on every single team. Like it's just right, and it's not his job. He's yes, actually like he's he working a full time like, job right, at, he works at, at Staples Starbucks, and yeah. Oh, yeah, and <laughs> and still knows. Like so, like like, and this comes from the old guard uh, of of journalist and sports writer still being employed and not changing with the times because back you know twenty thirty and then years those ago, guys vote for the Hall of Fame, which pisses yes, me right the 20, hell 30 off. Twenty thirty years that's ago, the, they didn't the need worst. to know all the players; they just needed to know the ones that they were covering in their area or for their individual stories. And nobody noticed, but we notice mm-hmm. now. We notice when you don't know who the third baseman for the Braves is. No, I I I, I agree with that. Like, you should know. You should know what you're covering. Like, mm-hmm. come on. And it's and ridiculous. and this this can go across sports mm-hmm. because. Uh, What's his face? Uh, Stephen A. Smith had that had that total flub with the San Diego <laughs> stuff, Henry, yeah. and and like you know, I'm sorry, oh, like the Hunter that's... Henry thing. Well, he's had a couple of them now. Like well, yeah, the one thing yeah. was really funny because Hunter Henry was out for the year before the yeah. year started. So like the fact that he was like talking about him as a weapon in the week twelve or whatever it was, <laughs> we're no, like absolutely, kind of... absolutely brutal. But like, that, yeah. but that's the thing. Like, and this is less about. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm calling out journalists in general. Uh, who cover the sport? Like, you be better than you are if you're if you if you're not 
on top of your game, but it's really about the companies that employ, like companies that employ these people. Like you need to like do better because mm-hmm. the fans are smarter. And there's nothing worse than having to listen to a guy on a national radio show talk about uh, something, and he has no idea what he's actually talking about. I, or- na- I, when I was on Sirius, I hated when they would book uh, – uh, I, I even told them not to at a certain point. I was like, don't book beat writers. I don't care what anybody tells you. It's a crap segment. doesn't help anybody in fantasy terms because the fair, average fantasy fan knows more about what's going on than they do. Mm-hmm. Especially so they don't, nationally speaking. I mean, you know, some there are some great beat writers that really plugged in with their area – but there's no reason if you're doing this for a full-time job that you're not plugged in with every single organization. At, le- no, at I, least the bare minimum. I agree. I okay. agree. That's it for All me. Right, that's a good one. Joe, anything else before we, we dive into the labor? No, I'm, I'm excited for the tournament to start August 1st. Oh, me wait. too. It's, all right, it's labor time. <laughs> and um, uh, I don't know exactly where we want to start, but one of the biggest problems that this game has is it 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 doesn't encourage it simply doesn't encourage putting your best players up as quickly as possible. Oh yeah. That's super key's got to go. It's an absolute joke. I mean it it is beyond stupid. Does any other sport do that? No. Nope. No other sport has anything that makes you want to actively not have your best players up. And it's disgusting. I get, I'm I'm sorry. I'm going to I'm going to you know, maybe overstated here, but it's disgusting. It's beyond stupid and it needs to be fixed. But we need to come up with some solutions though, too, because it is easy to say it needs to be fixed, but then we got to have some solutions because now we're getting to a point where they hold those guys down, then they bring them up, then they focus only on young players and the guys who, you know, don't get paid peanuts for the first six years. They perform a whole bunch, then they become free agents. Now they're not getting paid because a lot of free agency in the past has been kind of paying a bit for what you did in the past, in addition to what I, ideally you're going to continue to do. But a big chunk of the the high-dollar salaries was, hey, you've been an elite player for this long. You're going to get some money for that now because you got paid peanuts. The the teams now have it both ways. They're, they're paying peanuts to the young guys, and then they're still not paying the, uh, the, the older free agents, which is financially smart, by the way. It's just players can't keep getting screwed on both ways. So let's start with getting the young players up as, as soon as possible. Joe, what sort? What do you have any solutions that you think would be ideal to implement so that when somebody's ready, whether he's 18 or 22, the team should feel encouraged to bring him up and not worry so much about service time. They can worry whether or not he's ready, but service time should never be the fact. No, sir, service time shouldn't be the issue. So what, whatever the convoluted things with Super 2 or however that works, it needs to just go. Or even the, next, the, or even the because that Super 2 was like still like a month plus away from even being enacted. But the ones that uh, the, the 13-day rule because of service time, I think it's something like 150 days is a um, – is a is a service year, but there's of course 162 games or whatever. It's something like that, right? It was it was a system. Look, it was it was something in place for the owners to get over on the players. Let's yes. be honest, that's what it is. That's all it is, and it's it's gotten to the point now where it's it worked for a while, and now it's having a negative effect for the the main reason because now players are more apt to come up at a younger age and be and ready be to ready. play. Exactly. That's that's something in the last ten years has changed dramatically in baseball because you get better instruction on the high school level and the college level, all that stuff. So kids are getting better instruction; they're more ready, they're more they're training differently, all that stuff. So 
I'm I'm thinking that that's a that was a big part of it that's changed and now has manipulated the system into it's having a negative effect now on ownership where ownership now has to go out there and we saw it this year we saw mm-hmm. Eloy we saw Tatis we saw Pete Alonso they everybody broke camp and said nope we're gonna break camp with the guy some of them had extensions some of them didn't and it didn't matter and that was really good where the fan base was like yes because these fan bases are disenfranchised they want the future to start now not in 18 days or 12 days or yes. whatever that's stupid it made no sense at all i don't know why they did it no it, it it's it's so bad and you know yeah we saw some ones with with tatis and of course uh Eloy signed his deal and right. and guys are signing deals and i don't really well dh you know, helps the other thing by the way if you want, yeah. if DH is the National League, then you basically have solved the secondary problem of not paying the older guys because now they don't have to play the field in the National League. You've just opened up 15 more jobs. And when you open up 15 more jobs for guys, that makes a difference on some of these players that remember when Jermaine Dye just disappeared from baseball? Yeah, he broke, everyone's he, like, hey, like where, where, where off he? his leg and yeah, he was that, just out. Yeah, like out. Jermaine Dye might have been able to come back and been a DH for a year or two. You're going like, to see it with Kendrys Morales here once uh, Matt Olson comes back. Yep, well, indeed. He should, he should be put out. Um, so, Justin, <laughs> do you have any any solutions to the the idea of stifling players, keeping them down beyond when they're ready? Uh, let, let's address that first before we get into some of the other stuff. Like, do we need to limit how many years of service you have? Do we need to change the service time rules? Uh, what can be done to that end? Uh, to to make it so that the team the teams aren't financially and and just re- re- it's the responsible thing to do. That's the sad part. It's like you can't really critique the team because it's the smart thing to do. You're you're gonna be mad in the short term, but you're gonna be happy when you have that seventh year out of a guy that you finagled. So what do you, what are the solutions here to uh, discouraging such a behavior? Well, my daughter apparently has uh, a lot. She's of got thoughts. some thoughts. Yes. I talked with her, I texted with her last so night about you it. May, you may hear her giggling or. or or breathing in the background uh, because uh, she is uh, she has joined the podcast. That's um, good. Uh, See, younger generation early exactly. attracted to baseball. See that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Here's the demographic. Ask her if she likes tournaments. See, she does. She does. <laughs> yeah. she, you, you like tournaments? Yeah. <laughs> See, of course. Everybody likes tournaments. Smart kid. Well, when, when you don't have much of an education, I guess the, that idea sounds oh, better. That's, oh. I <laughs> Oxford, my friend. Come on, let's play that game. I just had to. Um, I think uh, I think one of the things you could do in, is start arbitration earlier. Uh, so once uh, – you know, you're not holding back an arbitration clock from starting. It automatically starts once they're added to the the 40 man roster. Um, but other than that, like I, I I agree. I think you guys said uh, while I was grabbing my daughter something about uh, the whole idea that like if you you hold them back for three weeks, you get an extra year of service time. Like if yeah. you come up that year, that is a year. You should you should be encouraging the owners to bring them up on day one, not encouraging right. them to sit down. So. Like if if they come up in September, they come up in June. They, you know, that is a whole year. You lost it, a year. Like it, it actually it actually goes back to the other problem, which was people were the, the owners were saying we can't pay for all these guys. Like Barry Bonds were going into their forties, we can't afford to do that and pay for the younger guys. And then what happened was when they took PEDs out of the game, they didn't have that other problem anymore with the guys in their late thirties hanging on exactly. and playing well. 
So now all of a sudden the focus went, okay, the young guys, oh wait, the owners are getting over on that because of what was going on in the game and there was never an adjustment and now it's time to adjust and it's starting to happen on its own because of the backlash, but it's, it's time in the next CBA to just eliminate it. Yeah. Th- there needs to be major, major changes here because like, like I said, yeah, they're getting over on them at the front and back end because now they don't have to pay them, you know, the, the justification, the analytics and everything. It makes sense to not pay a guy who's 32 for all of his past performance, particularly if you're not the, the, the team that had him for that. Like I, I understand it more if you're re-signing your guy and you are kind of hat tipping him a bit for, Hey, you were underpaid for seven years. We're going to give you a little extra, hoping that you're still good for the next two years, but the last three years of this deal, you know, might come at a bit of a loss. Like that makes at least a little bit more sense. But as I'm as a new team, why the hell if I'm Oakland or Chicago, would I pay you for what you did in St. Louis or Tampa Bay? Like that doesn't help me at all. And so I'm going to pay you what I think your fair market is. And I'm sorry that you got screwed from age 22 to 27. Not my problem, guy. And, and that's um, what part of like part of the reason why I said like arbitration should start as soon as you're up at the major league level. Like, agreed. The, like this whole be, idea that paid. you get three years of paying yes. them league minimum. Uh, when uh, the, league minimum is still like half a mil. Or like, yeah, but sure, <laughs> but but de- but then you get to the end. It, you know, unless you're the a players superstar, are better right away now. Yeah. True. Well, that mm-hmm. that's absolutely true. That that is there's no denying that for a short amount of all time these you get control changed. for. Like, baseball is yes, just very slow to – it's funny. Baseball was ahead on one thing. They were ahead of yeah. race. Or, uh, internet. No, they were oh. ahead on race. Yeah. Of all the things, baseball was ahead on that. Yet everything else, I feel like they've got to be beaten over the head with stuff before they change their ways. And it's because there's so much history of baseball. It's so ingrained in us. And things that were so ingrained in us are hard to change. And I think that we need to – Stop being so old fuddy-duddy about everything and realize that the world has evolved, everything's evolved, and it's time to evolve with it and quicker. No, I, I agree with that. I, I kind of like the idea of arbitration starting like right away and so you can get paid on on what you did right away. And then, and then fine, if they're not performing at age 28, then they don't get paid. That's fine. Like, uh, you know, if a guy tails off, then he doesn't get paid. But if someone puts up an MVP caliber season, you're still not even going to have to pay full MVP either, right? Someone comes up, wins rookie of the year. He's not going to be 15 million at arbitration. I think you can still scale it where it's not 500,000, but it can be four mil, six mil, you know, like, you just can't you, you just can't convince me that that's that that's not the right way to do it and that that the the owners deserve this money. And again, it's it's going to cost more on the front end, but it's still going to continue to save on the back end because then you can actually just tell a guy, listen, you got paid when you were young and you're not you're not as good anymore. You're a 98 WRC plus. Here's two milli if you want to stick around. All right. So that's that's the uh, that's the the call up situation. And keeping guys down, super two. Um, there, I think there's still an issue with free agency in general now, and of course I addressed that a little bit. But obviously, it's 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 broken right now. The front offices are all smart. They're they're there's still a scale. There's still a one to thirty where there's still some that are the the dumber of the of the thirty. But none are <laughs> none are truly dumb. I, I I don't think. Well, I'm sure there's like an example, or whatever. But for the most part, they've got analytics guys. They know what's up. They know you really shouldn't be out there paying, overpaying for these guys in their 30s. Can we fix free agency? Like, what, or is it dead? And, and a new structure needs to just come into place. Like, what, what do we do with free agency now? And with all these early signings or re-signings, 
the players aren't even going to come out. So who who the hell is even going to be available in free agency? Well, I guess here's one question. If you get rid of the whole service time issue on the front end, doesn't that mean an earlier a year earlier into free agency? Which yeah. already cures. See, it's funny. Baseball's ills can be very cured. And sometimes you can kill multiple birds with one stone. Effect, yeah. What if you it's get a so guy funny. for six years from day one and that's it? You can still I'm keep the six that. years, but it's from day freaking one. So if he spends four years in the minors, that's you've only you. got two Well, but years. then you can't – can you draft, you know, 17-year-old players? Well, you know what you do then? Maybe you make it an age thing. Maybe it's like if you're 18, you get eight years. And if you're uh, 20, anything over 18, you get – you know, whatever you make it – you make it a uh, – uh, a difference between the 18-year-old high school kid. Everybody and the, or gets the free agency at the age of 26. <sighs> Something like that. Well, the, you know what? That's the, you know what? Free agency is a number of 26 or not. I don't know, but that means yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, think about the guys who get blocked who are good players who might not get a shot till they're 25 or 26. I don't know. I if mean, that's, there's going to be there's going to be extenuating circumstances. You don't want to. Yeah, I mean, that, I'll tell you what. Something like that would make trades even more rampant in the league. That's for sure. Yeah. Because then people say, well, we, you know, we got this guy at this position and this guy's really good, but, you know, we're going to have to move him because we don't want to lose him and pay for him. You know, I, I think to me, if if you just fix the first thing about, you know, if you, years, put the DH, though, if you draft well, a 17 year old, that's still until he's 23. If you bring so, the DH in the National League, you cure the ills by getting all the old players back into it. Then you can afford to let the young guys have that service time thing back. And then they're all of a sudden become free agents a year earlier. I think it all intertwines together that would that would certainly help some of it but okay maybe it's seven years then from jump street that's fair but then okay you still get like guys coming up so early now especially the top end guys if they come up and they perform then you can sign them to that long-term deal it's not that you would automatically but what about the guys who take a super long time to develop so i mean because then then you're saying they'll be on a different team yeah but that they're usually in a different organization anyway uh, yeah i don't know i don't know that i like how do you know that they only developed because they were in the minors? What if they would have developed at the majors that they had a chance, but they weren't given a chance and they were just parked in the minors? Like why? Like Whit Merrifield couldn't have figured it out at the major league level. Like, well, Whit Merrifield great- made a lot of adjustments in the minor leagues. Well, I think it all depends on the player and the spotlight on him and things like that. You know, it's funny. You get these guys like Alex Gordon, right? He's supposed to be the second coming, yeah. and then struggled mightily, and Jack they had Weider. to go back down. Yeah, and that's the other thing too is the guys who come up and then go back down. And that, I, okay, that I'm wondering back. like what I like the regular age thing. I don't if you're if you're saying that every player at age 27 has a right to free agency, I'm fine with that. That's fascinating because every year then you have a pool. How does that? Where, what, what's the difference though in what you guys? The are difference push, your pushback is later development. Does it really matter if they become a free agent at 25 versus 27? Yes. Couldn't they still organizationally? Later develop I, like, I do. What, what's that do for a 28 year old like Christian Walker? Well, I think 27 is where you uh, 27 is the median age of player. I think if so you're going to be a late developer anyway, you're probably going to be on your second organization. So I just don't know. Like you're going to if you have any shred of talent, you're going to get scooped up, even if it is to go be in the minors. Like you could still like just I don't think your free agency doesn't mean you have to be a major leaguer. You could. Be I don't a think minor free agency player. is as broken as other people do. I just think now oh, there's. Not. Well, because, like you said, organizations have all of a sudden gotten woke and understand, hey, spending X, well, whatever. You could call it either one, but if you're colluding to do a better job of spending money, I'm fine with that. It's not like they're not spending money. It's not like Manny Machado and Bryce Harper guys didn't get paid. Sure, but that's the topic. What I'm saying is the guys who draw box office will always get paid. The guys who are the best players in the league will always get paid. 
the guys on the bottom of the rung, I mean, it's they're they're getting paid in a good ratio to what they've done so far. It's the Mike Mustakas of the world who are getting, you know, kind of rubbed yeah, out yeah, here. Yeah, the, the shit out of the stick. Um, right, because they are the better baseball players, but not the better analytic well, and I, players. I think too, that's the difference. I think, too, adding a salary floor fixes a lot that of this, too. That helps, too. Yeah, 100%. Then, yeah. You're right. Because then the Tribute. Orioles and the Royals, they have Marlins. to spend – the Marlins have to spend money on these guys. And then, then your Mike Moustakis is the world get paid. Exactly. I, you yeah. know what? Again, this is the ripple effect, right? You fix one or two stupid things, and then everything else kind of just defaults gets fixed. No, I definitely think that there are some uh, some things that would get fixed or, or or be improved by some of the other things that we've already suggested with regards to labor. Um, international market. Why are we capping that? Or should there be an international draft? I know yeah, who said I said get uh, either eliminate draft or put all the international guys into the draft. Yeah, that I don't get. Why are the international guys not in the draft? Like, like who was it? Uh, God, there was a player who moved out to Grenada <laughs> so that way he wouldn't be subject to the draft. Mark. Uh, uh, and, and he was able to get more money by being, you know, a, a resident of Grenada uh, as opposed to getting drafted. Uh, and it, it's it's super smart. Yeah, no, good for him. And it's for, a joke in a way because if they want to a global game yeah. and they want to have a team in Mexico in 10 years and a team here 10 years, then why aren't you then, – then treat all guys in a draft format. Yeah. And that's fine. I mean Cuba is such an odd thing that a couple of years of the Cuba players and all that stuff that broke and all that. You know, that was such a weird thing that happened there. But even, even the Japanese players, this posting system, I hate it. Yeah. I, it's no, like it's you have to spend twenty million dollars before you can go and talk to even somebody. talk to them. That's like, no. How about yeah. this? How about if he wants to, he declares he's eligible for the free age for uh, uh, in the draft, and he goes in the draft. You know, and in Major League Baseball, on the back end, whatever team he gets drafted by, they work out a compensation if that you know for that player, depending on what round he goes in. Like every other compensation, Major League Baseball should be paying for that, not the not the freaking team by team basis. That's ridiculous. Agree. Yeah, no. I, I definitely agree with that. All right. Well, what else I do we have? We on I, I think we fixed baseball. I yeah. think we. I think we're going to fix baseball. <laughs> it only took us an hour. Mm-hmm. <laughs> was that only an hour? No, no that was nine, 90 minutes. Uh, it took us an hour. That's not bad. Uh, yeah. No. No. Not too bad. Madison is uh, very excited about all the uh, the fixes. She's eating right. my microphone cable right now. We're we're, we're fixing That's them a, for her generation. You're welcome, Maddie. <laughs> You're welcome. Why not let her, not let her chow down on the microphone cable? I don't know if that's good no, for sure. She already threw my keys across the room. So high, high in protein. Mm-hmm. I don't know. High. <laughs> Look, Guys. I think at the end of the day, man, this is all about like this is not like pointing at all the things that are wrong. These are all the things that could just make it better. You know? Yeah. No, I still love baseball, man. Right. And it, 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 I, I can admit that it's flawed. I'm not. I'm not heading heading the sand. Everything is is perfect because that's just simply not true. And and to use my third reference to MLB the Show, we have a similar issue there <laughs> where like there's issues with the game and. Uh, it, it, some people feel like if you're not uh, tweeting at the developers and, and you know calling for them to kill themselves and that they're the stupidest ever, that you're just an apologist for the game. I'm like, no, I, I acknowledge that there are issues with some of the structures in the game uh, gameplay online that needs to be fixed, but there are better ways to handle it than to just be a rage monster. And I think that that's the same thing with MLB and, and to not just uh, you know be on Twitter saying, oh, this is so stupid, this is messed up. 
the game needs some fixing though. There, there, there needs uh, there needs to be some things that need to be addressed in MLB. And I think we've covered a lot of them here. If there's anything that you guys think we missed, definitely tweet us, please, because uh, we'd love to hear your feedback on the stuff we've talked about and anything that you thought was a glaring miss to try to fix the game either on the field or off the field. But we did it for him, y'all. We, we talked about doing this in March. Uh, we said that we'd, we'd come correct with it, and we, and we got it done here on May 1st. So uh, how are you guys feeling after the first month? Quick quick little check-in on y'all's teams and just the season at large. Joe, start with you. How are you feeling after a month? I feel good about the teams that I have money invested in because I paid a lot of attention to those and the ones that I don't have money in. Uh, the injuries and things have gotten to me a little bit there, and uh, fortunately, those are in those leagues. So that's actually good. Uh, I will say this. It makes me desperately want PEDs back in the game because <laughs> it is fresh. I mean, we're in a, we're in May, May first now, and yep. I am just, I mean, just trying to like get guys in a lineup. I mean, we all play in deeper leagues. Here. Ju- Justin yeah. can definitely relate. Oh with yeah, you. yeah. Man, it's brutal. Unfortunately for me, I have the opposite problem as you. Is that the money, the ones I spent a lot of huh. money on, are the ones yep. that are devastated by That's injury. That's the worst. And you have a lot of pride wins. Mace. Yeah, in TGFBI and <laughs> Towers. My teams are, are hanging in there pretty sh- – though I have a lot of injuries in, in Tout Wars too, but I'm still kind of hanging in there. Uh, so, yeah, no, unfortunately it's the $1,700 leagues that are the ones that are being wrecked by injury. Yeah. Oh, you think that's no, funny, Dan? She thinks it's funny. <laughs> you won't think it's <laughs> funny in a couple years, kid. <laughs> it's uh, your college fund. Yeah, Joe, that's right. Any, any adjustments you're making after the first month to the uh, you know spike in homers? I'm, I'm uh, telling you I, what, I'm preaching patience to everybody. Because yeah, I feel I, you know, it's the I think the overreaction has gotten worse because of some of the, you know, the Aranola overreaction. Of course, where does he get right cores of all places, right? Well, yeah, some of the pitching overreaction, but then yeah. even some of the guys that, that that you know are rising rising from the dead the last few days, like a Jesus Agar. He looked dead in the water. Like I understand why people would panic mm-hmm. and start to pick up. Oh, I finally things. benched him after an entire month of, of being patient. <laughs> and I then benched he him says, uh, this week. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. sir. I have been one league. It's an NL only, so I couldn't bench him. I just I you know what, what yeah, am I yeah, going to do? <laughs> so the choice was made for me, thankfully. But uh, yeah, patience is still of the utmost. It's importance. only April. I mean, j- April just ended. There's yeah. five months left, man. Just I've been wait. doing this thing where I, I kind of review the box scores. I've been doing streams where I review the box scores each morning and kind of seeing how impactful a great start or an awful start can still be on an ERA or a three for four game can still be on an OPS. It's like we're still in that volatility zone and it's still going to last another couple weeks and then even when we get to mid-may it's not going to be one game but it's going to be like a four game hot streak or a four game cold streak like things are still very shaky so you shouldn't have changed too many of your beliefs that you had from march on on guys especially if they're not hurt or things like that so i totally agree with you on the patience justin i talk to you all the time so i know kind of how you're feeling but but a a month in where, where are you at right now uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm taking. I tweeted out earlier today that uh, we no longer can take April victory laps. They're now called May victory laps. And then I tweeted out the WRC plus of uh, Paul DeYoung and and, and Carlos Correa. Oh um, my god! <laughs> 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 hey man, get it while it's there, yeah, man. That's right? gonna come back on you, dude. You better hope he keeps it up. I have a bet with Dusty about on it. that. I. Yeah, I was a couple of things I want to be a jerk about, and I intentionally was like, no, I I don't believe in this person as much as I might have <laughs> pretended. So I'm gonna like just I'm gonna wait. I'm gonna wait. I'm not gonna be the jerk about it. So I don't know. <laughs> I, it feels like the first month of the season was a lot longer than just a month. 
I agree. Uh, well, it kind of was, right? It was, Cause yeah, because it started in, in March. But uh, or in March, excuse me. You know, what? I, I'm I'm liking the the schedule. I wish they had day games every day. These, Agreed. These, oh, we should have put that on our yeah. uh, on our off field ones. Yeah, we didn't even talk about the schedule. I do well, like I do like the kind of spread out schedule, and I like I like it when it's what I think tomorrow. There's like a game that starts like every two hours, and there's only like seven games all day. But like, there's no, I don't. I think there's only like two games that start at the same time. I'm pulling it up. Let's see, because we have we have baseball today's all day a today. bunch. There's yeah, seventeen games because of two double headers. So yeah, we have a couple at eleven, couple at twelve, one, three, seven, and nine yeah, like is that, the way the schedule is tomorrow. That's and it's a, awesome. that's a short slate. Yeah, but it runs. I love. I mean, it wrecks havoc in DFS. Sure. But in terms of uh, like a fan perspective and getting to watch as many games as you want without yes. having to go watch replays and stuff like that, it, it's pretty awesome. I agree with day baseball every day. I, I that doesn't seem egregious. No. Like I, you know, I'm I'm trying to think of the logistics of it or or why it wouldn't work, but I'm wondering like. Why, it's it's, it's harder to it? fill stadiums, I think, during the day, especially. Oh, that's exactly filling them at night anyway. Yeah, like, you know, like I made <laughs> I made a passing reference to it earlier. Attendance is is bad right now. Like there, mm. it's it's an you issue. Know, gee, I wonder why. Maybe because yeah. you have 162 regular season games. Maybe that's why. I wonder if they did like a tournament. Stop it, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, is the horse that? dead yet? Because uh, I need some glue. <laughs> just Wait, <laughs> what? Like what if? I as know, I drop my, if? as I drop my child to our <laughs> in, in anger, to, just to, to, yeah, just to so get mad angry. about it. Well, it, you know, like I said, Mace, I'm not, I'm not changing things. I'm just moving them. That's all. <laughs> That's all I'm doing. I'm moving them. I'm adjusting things. Mm, mm, I'm just getting grunts. That's her. <laughs> Looking oh, at year it. over year differences. It's actually not as bad. Okay, I thought it was a lot worse because some of the teams that well, the thing of it is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, sixteen, seventeen. Seventeen teams are down. Although you could call the Cubs in Texas neutral and even Colorado. That's minus five, minus six, minus twenty-three patrons per game. That's that's literally nothing. Um, and then a few others are in the the hundreds. But there, you know, overall, it, it the attendance is down. Well, but and, I think uh, I think too, if you had more competitive teams, this wouldn't be an issue. So I got a salary I, I agree. cap, salary their salary floor. We've I fixed this already. We we yeah. already fixed mm-hmm. the yeah, already fixed by virtue of fixing the game. So appreciate everyone listening, Joe. Thanks for coming on with us, man. Uh, where can people find you on Twitter? Uh, thanks for having me, guys. This was fun. Uh, you can find me at Joe Pizza PS Seventeen, and if you're playing uh, the football fantasy as well, check out the Black Book June first on Amazon, baby. Woo! You like the baseball yeah, yeah. one. Well, one will get you get your take on care get of as well. Some. That's right. All right. Well, um, Justin, I'll talk to you tomorrow. And Joe, have a good one. You too, guys.